looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Mmm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm -mm Mmm-mm-mm. Don't mess with me, I'm one crazy mofo. With over 30 years of experience and a superb reputation for being a detail-oriented company, Lacey Cleaning has some of the highest work standards in the cleaning business. That's the fact, Jack! Whether it's carpet cleaning, tile, grout cleaning, new construction cleanup, rental turnovers, vent and duct cleaning, odor elimination, office and or business cleaning, power washing, residential cleaning, you name it, they do it. Check them out to contact them today, LaceyCleaning at gmail.com or call them at 609-709-8536. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, I know we have a lot of horror fans that listen to our shows and I know things have been tough for everybody across the board these past six or seven months with what's been going on in the real world but I wanted to make a suggestion to you horror fans because I know part of the normal routine year in and year out is to attend different conventions to meet some of your favorite horror stars however none of us have been able to do that because of obvious reasons but I do have a little suggestion for you SignatureHorror.com Now, some may ask, what is that? Well, 
they obtained autographs for the fans from some of their favorite stars, from some of their favorite franchises, whether it be the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and many more. They have different options such as, besides getting their autographs, you can do live Zoom calls with your favorite stars, you can do personalized videos for people, greetings of some sort. They just have many options. So, if you're looking for to spend some money that you may have spent at conventions, check them out and see the options they have. SignatureHorror.com That's right, SignatureHorror.com Hi, this is Brady Seals, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio, and I'm going to tell you all about my new memoir, God Bless Texas, and Me Too. Hey folks, it's your least favorite host in the podcast world, Croc, Jonathan Steele. And I'm Elena, your favorite host from the Emerald Isles. And boy, do we have a good one for you today. This next guest has such a dramatic story that is finally being told. From being a part of the hot 90s country music scene, as he saw heights of fame with a band named Little Texas, to personal lows after leaving a band with anxiety, depression, and divorce. Brady Seals was the keyboardist and singer of the multi-platinum country group Little Texas. He is also the cousin, musician, Dan Seals. But let's not forget Jim Seals from Seals and Cross. Brady co-wrote the iconic radio smash hit, God Bless Texas. And in his new book, which is titled, God Bless Texas and Me Too, he talks about the triumphs and the tribulations that fame and fortune bring. This guest, Brady Seals. How you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? All things considered, as we were chatting, I'll take it where we're at, you know. (laughs) Amen, right? Yeah, things could be worse, that's for sure. Yes. You know, we'll start off here as we're taping this on video, but for you folks, it's going to be audio only. Let's start here with the book. So why do a book now, and what prompts you to tell your story well um actually the story started long ago um well actually it started when i was born because it's a memoir i would say uh, but, yeah, but mom and dad got together and- right exactly yeah you know there was a concept um but no um really this happened uh, about 15 years ago i just kind of started writing my life story and and i and i put it down after a while just thinking Ah, nobody really wants to hear this, you know, so I just I just put it down. And um, years later, uh, in 2017, I went through a horrendous divorce. It was so um, surprising for me. Um, I, I thought that I was in a in a, a relationship that would go the long haul. And and it, and it didn't. Uh, I You know, um, my my ex had informed me uh, at the time 
or my wife at the time uh, informed me that uh, she wanted a divorce. And 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 uh, man, it hit me hard. And and I and and all of the anxiety and the depression that I had had back when I left the group Little Texas came rushing back in, you know. And so so I uh, I started reading a lot of books at the time, uh, specifically some Max Licato books and. Max's words, the way that he writes, what he writes about, and it's all Christian-based, um, really inspired me, and it encouraged me to, um, you know, move on with my life and 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 heal myself and so on and so forth, make myself better, um, and and it and it also inspired me to write the book "God Bless Texas" and me too, um, specifically about what God has done in my life throughout uh, my career. And that's pretty much it. Obviously you hinted at it there. I know you are, I'm personally not, I'm a believer, but whatever that is, I know you're a man of faith and part of this, part of your story, as far as that is concerned, as far as the divorce and everything else, Mm -hmm. part of what I picked up with your story as well is you looked at the effect it had on your son yes and you felt it changed him here we are you said that was 2017 here we are starting 2021 yeah you know a couple of days in february how would you say you're doing but also how your son is doing now that we have some time from when everything happened well um in regards to myself, I'm doing so much better. Um, I, I, I feel uh, whole again. Um, I have met this wonderful girl. Uh, her name is Denny, and and we've got a wonderful relationship. Um, and and I'm back in the saddle, man. I, I just I just feel I feel I feel good about myself, about the direction that I'm going in. Um, the decisions that I made during the separation and divorce. Um, and, and my son's doing well as well. You know, he, um, as most people will say, that's gone through this sort of thing, that children are resilient and they are. Um, however, I do see resil, uh, um, residual, uh, stuff still in him. And, and, and I continue to work with him, and 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 always let him know that it that this is never uh or th- this this has never been about him he was never to blame for any of it um and um and i think that it's crucial that uh parents who go through a divorce uh say that and keep on letting the child know that it's not their fault um they are innocent bystanders in this, or by bystanders in this crazy uh, thing, and and so, so, but he's doing well. He's doing well, and I just, and again, I'm I'm blessed because of it, you know. Yeah, and I guess the key with that, and I don't want to too, dig too deep on it, because obviously we want people to read the book and everything like yeah. that, but on that aspect, being you know, like, like you said, there, the a middle person there, and 
Yeah. This situation. Bystander. Can, yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a hard time saying it too. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those days. Yeah. But, uh, do you uh, feel that you can, in terms of your son, that you and the ex-wife can still come together and co-parent? As far okay, we have to make certain decisions for the best yes. welfare of this other person here. Absolutely. Um, you know, we we certainly see uh, things differently sometimes, but but in the end, um, she wants the best for Evan, and I do too. And we can certainly come to an agreement of his life better, making him a uh, a strong individual, and and trying trying not to let this um, kind of stir or like steer him in the wrong direction in any yeah. way, shape or form. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear that you guys can say, okay, what do we need to come to oh, yeah. vision wise to have the best outcome for him? Absolutely. But, but let's have a little more fun here. I know in prepping for this, but you recently re-released God Bless Texas, mm-hmm. which I had a chance to hear and see the music video and all. So what made you say, okay, we had this smash hit as part of a band years ago. I'm going to redo it now as a solo artist. Well, you know, over the years, I've had the opportunity to play God Bless Texas a little bit on stage live when I play my shows. Um, and then also like in singer songwriter rounds here in Nashville, where each songwriter has, you know, they, they, you know, becomes their, their turn to play and then they play a couple hits and then it goes to the next writer. So I've been able to do that over the years, but I've never really been able to kind of, um, do my own version and kind of release it, you know, and, and I thought it would be a perfect opportunity to do that since I did release the book. God bless Texas and me too. So I thought that it was a good way of being able to kind of uh, revisit the past a little bit and, uh, and, and put it out. Nice. Well, I want to go back into the book quickly because I was thinking about something you wrote in there with, uh, excuse me for not remembering how you called it, one of those foggy uh, brain days. That's okay. But you uh, were talking about the singer songwriters are getting together, doing a couple hits, doing mm-hmm. all that stuff. And one that stood out to me, and it's because it's one of my favorite songs from several different artists. So that's why it stood out, Mm -hmm. was Peter Frampton doing While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Uh Can you actually tell that story? I certainly can. Um, I had, um, I was, I was the owner of a music guitar shop here in Franklin and the name of the shop was called Music City Pickers and and I thought that it would be kind of cool for me to team up with one of my co-writer friends Gordon Kennedy uh, and put on these really cool little singer-songwriter things um, in Franklin at a little local theater and uh, and so we started doing that and um, you know of course I'm, I'm friends with a bunch of people in town and I would ask them hey come on out and play you know i'd have larry stewart from restless heart and then i would have um you know um just 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 you know ricky skaggs come out just all kinds of people well gordon had 
this Beatles band that he'd been playing with, uh, like a Beatles tribute band. And, um, and he says, Hey man, do you, do you think that we could play there one time, like the whole band? And I was like, well, we've never had a whole band there before. Cause it was always just singer songwriters. And I said, but heck yeah, come on, man, let's, let's do it. You know? So him and his band, uh, played and lo and behold, uh, Gordon has been friends with Peter for years. Um, been out on the road with Peter doing some of his acoustic tours. So sure enough, man, you know, Gordon said, Hey man, I think that Peter Frampton's going to get up and play. I was like, are you kidding me? And he's like, no, seriously. I, th I think that he's going to get up and play. And of course, you know, I, I was just, uh, you know, ecstatic about it. Well, I was standing there in the theater and, and I, I remember, you know, meeting Peter and stuff, you know, and, and uh and about halfway through their set i see peter get up and walk out and i was like oh no what's what's going on you know <laughs> well and and sure enough what had happened was is peter really went out the theater went around the building for him to come in the back door to come up on stage with the band and sure enough you know a couple songs later gordon said ladies and gentlemen i want to introduce you to my friend guitarist Peter Frampton you know and here comes Peter and man I had always been a fan of course how can you when, not be yeah exactly but when I heard him play live it was I I was absolutely blown away I mean I've I've seen I've seen um Stevie Ray Vaughan play live I've seen Eric Clapton play live uh, I've seen Eddie Van Halen play live, but there was something about how Peter Frampton controlled the room. It was amazing. I, I, I literally stood there and screamed like a little 10 year old girl. I was just, I was like, my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever. It was awesome. Well, we both have a mutual respect of a particular band. Obviously, there's an age gap between us, but we, and I was so fortunate to see them as the original unit or as close to the original unit, the Eagles, before yeah. Glenn Fry passed away. Yes. And I heard, used to hear that you tried to hit the take it to the limit <laughs> uh, back in the day, yeah. which is always amazing, which, but nobody can hit it like Timothy B. Schmidt or Randy oh, Meisner. Man. Yes. But years later, you ended up getting a play with Mr. Schmidt. So what was that like being a fan of his previous work? It's It's been amazing, to tell you the truth about it. Um, again, uh, I've been so blessed over the years to have um, many times come in contact with the guys from the Eagles um, in, in all different kinds of ways. Um, you know, um, so and and I've always been such a huge fan and um, working with Timothy B was uh, incredible. He's such a sweet uh, soul. He's he's a good guy to begin with. And um, I was doing my second solo record at Warner Brothers and working with Rodney Crow and and um, and you know we had uh, this song. Uh, that I just thought, man, you know, I, I just believed that this this needs some great vocals. And 
And Rodney was like, well, I tell you what, l- let me see if I can get Timothy B. Schmidt. And I was like, are you, kid- are you yeah. kidding me? You know, so literally I remember being in my little bonus room, kind of like I am right now in, in my bonus room, uh, being in my bonus room and Rodney being there and uh, at the door, uh, Timothy B. Schmidt rings the doorbell. Here comes Timothy B. And then a little bit after him, we get um, Chris Rodriguez, who's been an incredible singer over the years, sang background for Kenny Loggins uh, on many, many of his live shows. He comes in. Then I get Max Carl from 38 Special. Yeah, sure. He <laughs> comes in. And then lastly, Vince Gill. So it's like, okay, so come on in, guys. Exactly. I just... And we're all just sitting around and and Rodney's like, OK, man, are, you know, tell these guys what what you're thinking. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> you mean oh, I'm maybe. telling them what to do? <laughs> I was like, my gosh, you know, and, and it, it truly was a dream come true right there. It was amazing to work with those guys. And, you know, long story short, pre pandemic, it made sense that after as a world we lost glenn fry that vince gill ended up plugging into that spot with deacon right right yeah yeah it's it's so crazy and uh, you know and then you know before that i had worked with stuart smith um and stuart as you know is with the band now um, is with the band now and and he i mean he worked on both of my so well he worked on three of my solo records um, and then, of course, I've, I've been able to have the opportunity to uh, meet uh, Don Henley um, when we did uh, when the, uh, when we did the cut for the Eagles Common Thread record. And uh, he was able to actually hear us, uh, Little Texas, sitting around singing Seven Bridges Road, you know, so. And oh, it, my it God. Just, it was it was amazing. And then, and then I've also had the opportunity to work with Stan Lynch, who's worked with Don Henley. So it's just like on and on and on and on how my worlds or or how our worlds have crossed paths through the years. Now that obviously for the Common Thread album, Little Texas did Peaceful, Easy Feeling. But you just mentioned a song there in Seven Bridges. I would have, with the harmony that you guys had, it would have been interesting to, is there any recording of that? There is not. No, we would we would literally uh, be backstage and we would use that song to warm kind of, up. The, like what you saw in a documentary where they use it to warm up. And yep, that's exactly what we would do. And and uh, and and I'll never forget. We were supposed to um, go on. I think it was TNN or Music Music City tonight. I, I don't know if you remember when when TNN yeah. was around. It was the Nashville Network. before Spike and all that other. Yeah, exactly. And it was all country music and this and that. And we were supposed to go on and we were going to play Peaceful Easy Feeling. And when we when we got there, we had no idea that Don Henley was going to be there to to talk about, you know, the common thread experience and working with Travis Tritt and and the possibility of the Eagles getting back together and the whole thing or whatever. And we're just backstage singing. And sure enough, right after we got done, we turn around and peeking through the door is Don Henley. And he says, sounds familiar. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, it was amazing. You know, but it's like the Godfather almost uh, yes. given his blessing. It's the truth. It was so incredible. But 
I'd be reminisced not to mention the other band that most people would associate you with as Hot Apple Pie, which is considered a Music City supergroup. And you got a chance to work with another great and Willie Nelson. But on tour, you were opening for giants like Keith Urban and Tim McGraw, who I heard was supposed to have a little Texas song back yeah. in the day. Yes. Yeah. 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 Working, working with hot apple pie was one of the highlights of my career for sure. Um, and of course, working with Willie was an in- incredible experience. I would, I, I think, I think the first time that I ever came to Nashville, there was like this little uh, train caboose kind of thing that was parked. They had parked it up uh, off of music row. And what they had was like these little, um, little rooms inside the caboose and you'd go in there and you'd sing to tracks you know and and you know you could you could say that you sang on music row but but basically it was karaoke that's really what it was and the first song that i ever like recorded in nashville was on the road again so i was such a huge willie fan and was thrilled and privileged to work with him on the hot apple pie record and um, and one of the coolest moments ever is when I was I was in a in, in the control room uh, and you know Willie had come in and was so gracious to sing on it and and I said hey man come on over you know just sit here and you know let me know what you think about the song and he was sitting there and and I played it to him and it was a song that me and my uncle uh, Troy uh, had written. Um, along with Gordon Bradbury, you know, which, as you know, Troy wrote uh, Seven Spanish Angels, you know, back mm-hmm. in the day. And, and he's a songwriter Hall of Famer, isn't he? Songwriter Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's written like over 40 number one songs. And and so so when I mentioned to Willie when he came in that, that I was Troy's nephew, he was like, oh, tr- Troy, you know, uh, OK. You know, so the, uh, I think his ears perked up at that point. Mm-hmm. He, he, he knew that he was listening to somebody that, you know, that, that was, you know, true and real in this town. So anyway, so he listened to the song and it was called slowing down the fall. And when the song got done, Willie turned around to me and he said, um, uh, uh, now that's a, now that's a great song right there or something like that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, and, and was just, just I, I was blown away, you know. Um, so so yeah, working with with Willie was incredible. Um, and then being out on the road with uh, Tim McGraw, we we you know played some big stadiums during that time. And uh, uh, Keith Urban, um, it, it was just it was it was an amazing time. It really was. Yeah, and but to get the compliments from Willie is something else. Yeah, especially from the stories you hear anyway that he was one to sell songs to put diapers and food in the house at the time. Yeah. Some of his early stuff. So that's right. But last question, cause it's on Willie and make sure folks, we get the book. God bless Texas and me too. Did you ever partake with Willie for that infamous, maybe uh herbal stuff that he was known for? <laughs> Funny that you mentioned that I had, um, you know, and I and I mentioned this in the book where I went through a phase where I I smoked. You know, I smoked a lot of weed, um, 
and uh, not not the proudest moments of my life, but it it, it was what it was. And and um, so I I used to smoke, you know, at the tail end of the Little Texas days, you know, and 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 then after that, I kind of like I just eased off of it, and I just it, it would make me paranoid, and I just you know I just didn't like being uh, you know in the graps graps of uh, you know of of being high all the time. I I, I wanted to live my life uh, in a more real kind of way, but when the Willie thing uh, happened, I remember. After he had sang and you know it, it was a it was a wonderful session. He was so good and sounded great. And he's getting ready to leave, and we were all just standing around, you know. And I and I had quit smoking, right? I I hadn't <laughs> smoked in years, and um, and uh, and and I was just joking. I said I said man I said man it was so good to meet you or whatever. I said the only thing that w- could make this moment any better would be for us to smoke a joint together. And right at that time, Willie said, well, I've got one right here. (laughs) I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And he pulled it out and we passed it around and I was as high as a kite. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I just smoked dope with Willie Nelson. I couldn't believe it. Um, I don't regret it at all. You know, it was it was one of those iconic moments. Um, but you know, and you know, as, as we know now, uh, that, you know, you know, marijuana is legal in a lot of States here in, in the United States. And now back then it wasn't, so yeah. I, I, I wasn't doing what I should be doing, you know, but, um, different time folks, it was a know. different time for sure, you know, um, but, uh, very, 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 uh, glad to have met him and was such a great guy. And I'm sure, like the words that some guy named Toby Keith has said, I'll never smoke weed with Willie again. <laughs> That's right. That's but, right. It was powerful stuff for sure. Uh, but, you know, all joking aside here, uh, everybody, I will put the Amazon link for God bless Texas and me too. But also, as I mentioned earlier, the link to the music video of God bless Texas to re-release. And Mr. Seals, thank you so much for your time. Man, thank you so, so much. And if there's anybody out there who, who, who might want like an autographed copy or something like that, you can get it on my website, which is BradySeals.com, along with other merch and kind of find out what I'm going to be doing after all this pandemic uh, happens. It'll have my tour dates and contact information there for me. And I'm going to say, and... I know I'll probably get a text for dropping his name here, but had a lot of folks within country music wise that we've talked to, but I still keep in contact with uh, Phil Vassar. Yeah. And not all the time, but you know, it's just, we shoot texts and stuff back and forth. Yeah. Phil's a great guy, singer, songwriter, the whole bit. Yeah. You know, when the, I remember texting over the summer, I said, dude, you know, just to check in say, Hey, how you doing with this whole pandemic thing? Yeah, because you can testify to this, that as a musician, that you're always go, go, go. And it's like, text back, he goes, man, I'm like this. Right. Like, I'm I'm just so ready, you know, I'm ready to get back and 
hit the ground right. running, you know. That's right, right. I'm and sure you used to performing and just everything. Absolutely, absolutely, man. I think I think everybody in my profession is feeling that way right now, you know. And but please, if when you talk to Phil again, tell him I said hello. I, I'll 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 never forget the first time that I saw Phil. Um, he was he he had this little band in um, Nashville that was playing in the in the basement of this little club or something. And was I, it the club he had? I, I don't know. It, it was over. It was over off of Bell Road um, in like Hickory Hollow over there somewhere. And I remember because so, somebody said, man, you need to go see this guy named Phil. Va I was like, OK, you know, because I'm a piano player, too. You know, so I was like, OK, I'll, I'll go check him out. So I went over, me and a friend of mine, and we sat there and we got our minds blown. I'm, he, he was so good. I remember when he was starting, when, when he would play like a Billy Joel kind of thing. I was like, oh my gosh, man, this guy is good, you know? So I've always had an appreciation for Phil. And, and truthfully, I think that he's under, un, underestimated in this town. Yes. And then he, I know it was the pushing of guys like a Tim and such yeah. that said, hey, dude, you can do your own stuff. Absolutely. But if it was the same club that I'm thinking, he tells a good story. If you run into him, he'll, he'll tell you. Yeah, he tells all the time. Man, there'd be times I'd have to throw myself out of my own bar. It's a, <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah, but you know his personality, so that makes it that much funnier. But yeah. Brady, thank you so much. Man, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Not all football helmets are created equal. Zenith, the industry leader in protective technology, is the only helmet in the game with adaptive head protection featuring a shock suspension system that can move independently from the helmet shell. Headquartered and developed in Detroit, Zenith is committed to player safety and revolutionary innovation. Zenith is proud to protect athletes at every level from peewee to the pros. Learn more about the Zenith difference at zenith.com. That's X-E-N-I-T-H.com. Greetings, citizens. I'm Pierre Robert, and you are listening to Crazy Train Radio. Now, don't get too crazy. 